Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey girls, welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Camo, your host. This week is another solo episode. Tasia is on her way to New York. I'm very jealous. I've never been to New York, so I'm sure she's going to have lots of juice and tea and good stories to share on next week's episode. So stay tuned for that, girls. But um, since it's a me episode, I kind of wanted to give you guys a little more of me and like have some deeper conversations. I feel like a lot of our conversations on the show are very like bulletin, you know, like we kind of touch base on things, but sometimes I don't feel like we've really fully um, dug deep and gotten you know, nitty gritty on some things. So I, I want to give you guys more of like a nitty gritty um, episode, if you will. So um, update my life this past week. Not very eventful, um, pretty calm, pretty chill. It seems as though there's a lot of chaos surrounding me. Um, but my life has been kind of chill. Obviously, I'm, I've got my own... Um, demons and my own um trials and tribulations that I go through on a day-to-day basis things that go through my head you know whatever um but for the most part I would say this past week has been fairly positive um for myself I feel like maybe the retrograde is just causing like all this chaos in everybody's life like I guess technically there's if somebody was looking at my life they they might be like girl you're going through it but I'm just maintaining optimistic and peaceful. Like it it could always be worse. But when I, when I'm like thinking about everybody around me, like there's just so much chaos going around. And I think fucking retrograde is just really rearing her head up a lot of our asses. Um, But I'm maintaining a level of peace and tranquility. 
Last night was a new moon. I did my meditating. I did my manifestations. I um, brought my crystals outside. I did my cleansings. I did my journaling, girl. I just really was me, myself, and I. And woosah, woosah, it's a new moon cycle, a new month. We're manifesting positivity. There's going to be a lot of great things coming my way, your way. Um, so, yeah. Um, but I did, however, yesterday... I wore, oh, what if that was some had something to do? I I didn't even know it was going to be a new moon yesterday, but ironically, I had a feeling like, oh, what if it, when is a new moon? Is it today? It feels a new moonish. And then I was like, when's the new moon? Today is the new moon. Bitch. I didn't even know, but I knew. I knew. I knew subconsciously. Yeah, I did. Um, but I took a leap of faith and I went out in public in a bikini bottom for the first time. Yep. Showed it. And I was feeling so cute and gorgeous. You couldn't tell me nothing. Okay. It was giving, it was giving curvilicious. It was giving delicious. It was giving cute and gorgeous mama America freedom to be so pussy. That's what it was giving. And yeah, it was just very, um, what's the word, um, liberating because I've never done that. And partially I, 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 I always wanted to wear like bikini bottoms back in the day when I was a smaller person, but I didn't really have the courage to do it. I, I, I've never really cared too much what people thought, but I did put emphasis on some things that I shouldn't have. And I had a little bit of pride when it came to gender. Like I was like, oh, I was born with a dick. So I got a be a man kind of I didn't really have that toxic masculinity or like that mindset per se but like I did kind of like I was still very feminine but like I rebuked like the idea of me labeling myself as like a non-binary person because you know one reason or another I, I guess my pride was like oh bitch you're a man so there's no point and I don't know. It was very toxic of me to, to be in that mindset set as an individual. Um, but I, I've, I've gotten over that. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of, of the way I present myself. Um, I was feminine back then, but now I'm like very feminine presenting. Like I, I wear mostly women's clothing. So it is kind of different. But back then I, I, I always wanted to mentally. I was like, oh, I bet it would I would look good in that. Never had the balls to do so. Fast forward. The past two years, I really wanted to wear a bathing suit bottom or a bathing suit period, but I felt so self-conscious, so I, I just didn't. Um, but yesterday, needless to say, now that I've lost now 55 pounds, <laughs> I am feeling pussy again. I'm feeling free. And so I did wear that shit, and I went out, and I took pictures. It's on my IG, bitch. So if you missed it, go follow my IG. I am Kim Kamal. If you Damn, that was so much. I am Camel Camille. If you're not following me by now, you're fake as fuck, okay? Um, so yeah, the pics are up there. If you want to check them out, I was feeling very pussy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, about, that's about all the juice of this week. Um, but, okay, here we are. I've talked a lot about my weight loss and my fitness journey. Now, um, a lot of people still ask questions about it. I, like I said in the earlier in this episode, I feel like we've gotten like very surface level answers out to you girls. Um, very much bulletin-y. But I want to give you guys more nitty-gritty um, tips and also like breaking down like 
being a bigger person and what it's like being a, bi- a bigger person versus a smaller person. I know presently, right, right now, as you're seeing me in this video, I'm not quote unquote a skinny person, but I have been both extremes. I have been so small that one big gust of wind would have obliterated me, whereas I've also been on the other side of it morbidly obese according to the charts but who really listens to that um so needless to say i have i i have seen both sides of the spectrum so like i really want to kind of break down both of those experiences and the differences just so maybe um because one thing that has kind of rubbed me the wrong way sometimes is people who have always been skinny they don't they don't tick the same way somebody like somebody like myself or ticks and from talking with a lot of um x fatties if you will x plus size people um they share the same experience that i have so if you're not somebody who has experienced both sides of it or if maybe you're somebody who is like a plus size person and you want to know like Okay, if I lose this weight, like, is things going to be different? Okay, so yes. Um, so before I give you that juice, what are like some real tips? Um, because I still, it, it doesn't matter how many videos, how many episodes I give out. Um, people still ask, what are you doing? What are you doing? So again, here we go. Intermittent fasting is very helpful. That's one of the biggest things for me. Um, I don't eat past 8 p.m. and I don't eat before noon. Now, it is almost... 5 p.m. and today personally I know this may sound alarming to some people I've only had a banana I'm really not that hungry I know it's time to eat I'm about to go eat but point be made intermittent fasting when I don't eat past 8 p.m. I do not wake up hungry the next day now I'm not a scientist but if I had to assume correctly I would assume that the science behind it is because I did not eat late at night, that my body is not having to overexert itself and put forth all this extra energy and effort to break down food while I'm in a resting sleeping state. So anytime I've ever eaten like at 10, 11 p.m. or late or had like late night cravings, late night after dinner munchies, whatever, I always woke up the next morning stomach growling, hungry as fuck, famished, felt like I'd never eaten in my entire life. But when I cut my eating off earlier and I don't eat past eight, I don't wake up hungry. And I've put a lot of girls onto that method and they agree, like they have the same experience. So that's a good start right there. That was actually like the main thing I started with was the intermittent fasting. And then once I'd kind of gotten a, um, control on my appetite, I really started eating better food. I kind of cut out all carbs. Now I can't cut out carbs entirely. Our our bodies need carbs to survive. Vegetables, fruits have carbs. So I've not just completely thrown all carbs out the window, but I don't eat bread. I don't eat pasta and I avoid rice. I eat rice sometimes with a grain, but like it is still a carb. And I don't know if I'm like gluten sensitive or what I don't know why, but anytime I eat anything really carby, I fucking blow up like a puffer fish the next day. 
the scale will gain like three or four pounds and I feel like a completely different person. And I feel like I hold on to like all this water and bloat and retain all these fluids for like three days or after. So I don't like that shit. So I just... I just avoid carbs at all costs. My body just doesn't handle them right. Same with added sugar. Like I eat lots of fruit, so I'm getting that sugar. But like when I eat added sugar, first of all, I I, I wish a lot of people realized and understood that sugar breaks down the way it, the, what it does to your brain when it, it breaks down is it basically tells your brain to keep going. It wants more and more and more. And carbs also break down to sugar. So um, a lot of people think like, we oh i'm still hungry i'm so hungry no you're not your fucking body is tricking you and then you get so full that you're gagging yourself in the bathroom or throwing up or feeling miserable and that's essentially what used to happen when i would eat sugars or carbs and it would just turn into a binging spree so anyways intermittent fasting limited my carbs um I walk 10,000 steps. So as soon as I wake up, I I usually wake up between seven to nine, sometimes six, 10, something around that range. But I would say if I had to average like the, the most common time I wake up about eight, eight a.m. And the first thing I do is I get up and I go for a walk. And I typically some days I'll just knock out my full 10,000 steps. It's it's easy, easy to do. Um, If you just walk, just keep going straight. That'll take like hour and a half, two hours tops. Um, but the majority of the mornings I just get up and I try to get like four to 5,000 steps in. Um, it really is not, doesn't take that much time. And that way I've already got a big portion of my steps out of the way. So any other activity I do throughout the day will just add on top of that. Um, I did start going to the gym last week. I've now been four days Um, and I love it. I used to love the gym so much. Um, I I wouldn't say the gym is really responsible for any of my results you guys are seeing right now. Presently, I've not been enough. Um, but I do feel like it's helping me tone up. Obviously, I, 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 um, I, I see a difference from the gym. I I feel like anytime I've, I've ever went to the gym, I can tell like even that night, maybe it's placebo. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I just feel like it just sculpts you a little every time you go. And, um, yeah, but my results right now really aren't, um, from the gym. You don't have to go to the gym to lose weight. Um, same thing. So I've lost a significant amount of weight now twice. I lost 120 pounds back in the day and basically following the same timeline of how I did things back then, but just like kind of buckling down even more. Um, but yeah, I started my weight loss journey back in the day with um, just my diet. Your diet is 80% of it, literally 80% of it. But now I, I am going to the gym because I I want to tone up as well. And I want to put some muscle in my body so that like my body's not as loose as I know it will be when I get smaller. Um, but yeah, so that... Um, I drink a lot of pressed juices, nothing with, again, nothing with added sugar. If it's got added sugar, I'm not, I'm just not drinking it, period. Um, I don't eat fast food. I don't, um, I really don't eat heavy meals, period. Um, if I really had to like give you guys a breakdown of what I eat in a day, 
a normal day for me would be I get up, go do my walking. I drink a um, bottle of water, come home, I'll take my greens uh, and, and or go to Publix. I would get a Suja Noon Greens is my favorite. This is not sponsored, but Suja, I love you. They're delicious. Their shots, amazing. I get a Suja Noon's Green. I get a Harmless Harvest um, Coconut Smoothie. Again, no added sugar on either of those things. And I will get like either a digestion shot or like an immunity shot or some type of shot. Um, I'll drink those, whatever. Might get two chicken tenders from Publix that runs you about six, seven hundred calories. Um, I eat a lot of, you know, fruit. So pineapples, bananas. Um, sometimes later in the day, I'll get like a deli meat roll up with a piece of cheese, a pickle and boom. Um, for snacks, I do eat like the smart pop popcorn, the white cheddar popcorn. I love that. Um, you don't have to use that brand, eat that brand. There's so many available. That's just always been my go-to one. And it's the one that's always at the register. So if I'm really feeling snacky, that's what I'm going for. Um, because it's low in carbs, it's got no sugar and, um, yeah. So that's pretty much, I eat lots of, did I say eggs already? I don't fucking know. I'm scatterbrained. Lots of pressed juices, lots of eggs, lots of protein, no sugar added, no sweets, no fast food. How do you do it? It's easy. Um, I will say transitioning out of that old lifestyle the hardest part is getting there. But once you are there, it's easy. It becomes second nature. Um, I don't crave sweets. I don't crave fast food anymore. I don't think about those things. Whereas back in the day, I was so bad in my eating disorder that I was eating lunch, finishing up my lunch, taking my last few bites of lunch. And I swear to God, I was thinking, what am I eating for dinner? I can't wait for dinner. And I would go to sleep. I would put myself to sleep thinking, I can't wait to wake up and go eat. So um, now that I've kind of like gotten myself out of that and I've seen results, I'm obsessed. I'm like, bitch, you don't, you don't have time to fucking go back. You don't. I know it's break time right now. So I'm going to go on this break really quick and I'm going to come back and finish my thought. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Fuck Back Girls. Okay, so like I was saying, once you kind of get in there, you kind of become obsessed and addicted to the results, which I know I'm fully aware can turn into another problem. So I'm not promoting for y'all to go get obsessed with losing weight, but I'm telling you as an individual, when you start to see results, you do get in this mindset of, I can't go back. I can't go back. I'm too happy. I'm glowing differently. And like, it's crazy what even four or five pounds off of your body will do for your confidence. Um, you will notice it. You will notice it. Such a small amount, you'll you'll notice in your face especially. And once you start getting those compliments, um, not that that should be your driving force, but once you start hearing them and you start seeing the difference in the mirror and the scale tells you and the clothing starts fitting differently, you you really have no desire to go back. You don't. Now, oh, well... Camo, if that's the case, then how did you gain all that weight back? So I did lose 120 pounds back in the day, and I then gained 130 of it back. Embarrassing to say, and, and embarrassing to admit, um, but anybody else listening who's ever been to that, I, I noticed some comments in my recent videos and um, my recent Instagram posts, people saying like they had similar situations where they had lost a lot of weight and gained it back and now they're losing it again. If you did it once, you can do it again. But anyways, point being made, how, how did I go? How did I gain it back? If like, it was just so easy. Um, my mindset, it really all comes down to your mindset. Your mindset is so powerful. And I had completely lost my give a fuck if you will. Um, I was getting fired from a job that I had been at for years, wrongfully. I, my mother was getting sick. My mother passed away. I was cheated on and went through this, like, the relationship wasn't like, there wasn't like any abuse or anything like that, but like it did something to me mentally. Um, It was like my first real, like, relationship. Like I had other relationships, but they were like, you know, short-lived fling. Like this was like almost a two-year thing. So I went through all that. And then financially, I couldn't afford to go to the gym. I didn't want to go to the gym either because my mom was dying and I was still getting over the fucking traumas of my last relationship. My mom passed. I now had to move out of 
my house and another house I was living in and I had to move to another town with my grandmother. There was just so many transitions and like I had to get a new job. I was broke as fuck. Like it was so fucking much. And so the last thing I was worried about was counting my calories and going to the gym and taking care of myself really and truly. And, um, yeah, that's really how it happened. And then you throw on top of that, the, the fucking pandemic struck. Everyone gained weight on that. Just that sole fact alone. And then on top of that, um, throw all this social media success and stardom and attention on an individual who had never experienced that. There's like a lot of pressure, honestly. A lot, a lot of you ask, how do you deal with social media? Um, so all those pressures all those traumas, all those circumstances, I really let myself go and I fell back into old habits. I started binge eating. I started eating lots of sugar, lots of snacks, lots of junk. And that's how it happened. But now that I've went through this twice now and I'm on my second weight loss journey, I now know where I went wrong and where I refuse to ever go wrong again the reason a lot of people i statistically i think they say like almost like 90 percent of people who lose significant amounts of weight gain it all back and some and it's because people do get hung up on these fad diets and then they get off the diets and then they just gain it all back because they go back to their old ways losing weight and being quote-unquote healthy and 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 caring about your fitness and your, your, you know, how much fat percentage you have in your body. That is all a lifestyle. Okay. People like that. They don't think the same way I used to think like, you know, their, their, their mindset is I'm eating for energy. I'm eating things that are going to benefit my body. Whereas the general American or generally speaking, American people are just like, let me get fast food. Let me hang out with my girls at the bar. Let me eat much, 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 much. Oh, we're going on a date. We got to fucking gourd our faces, stuff our fucking fat fucking faces. And um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, it truly is a lifestyle change that you have to commit to. And I feel fully committed to it once again. And I know now because I got way off track with my life and my confidence and everything and life was just so crazy i now know firmly i will never allow myself to backtrack again um i wish that like way back in the day because i did i did see like the weight starting to creep back up on me obviously clothing stopped fitting the same um comments started to be made about my weight again and whatnot but then like that's when like thickness like really came in. So I kind of just like was like, well, you know, fuck it. Everyone wants a thick bitch anyways. So let me just say, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. And I just kind of embraced it. But it was really toxic and truly like my battery is about to die. So I'm going to pause. We're not going on a break. I'm going to pause really quick. Okay. I was saying I just kind of accepted the fact that I was now a bigger person again and was like, you know, uh, thickness is in, everybody wants a thickie. And I think that it's really toxic, actually, how we're in a place now where we glorify obesity. And, um, now I don't 
want to come off as like one of those eggs fatty now fat phobic not at all i definitely encourage everybody to love themselves and and seek confidence at every stage they're at i can admit no matter what size i was at i had a level of, a level of confidence but that level varies completely with the way i feel about myself when you feel good you look good when you feel good you feel good when you look good it's a cycle okay not saying that you can't look good when you're big but it's harder i feel like with my experience and pretty much every other big person i've ever spoken to experience it is harder to like the way you look when you are bigger i mean it, it just it, clothing fits a different way people look at you differently and um yeah so i, I really kind of like don't like the whole <clears throat> glorification of obesity I, I i do agree we all should have body positivity and i do agree with that whole movement um but i will say a lot of people i think do it like they they get like a little big and then they're like you know what fuck being skinny society told me i had to be skinny so now i'm gonna fucking just embrace this bigness big is beautiful it is it is but you know it's the same thing with like a lot of girls who stop shaving their armpits it was like a, a pride thing it was like a spiteful thing like men aren't gonna tell me i gotta shave my armpits so i'm just not gonna shave them period and where are those girls now they shave their, their fucking arms back like let's be real um not saying you gotta shave your armpits so please don't start trying to say i'm some fucking um conservative or that i'm t got all this toxic masculinity whatever no um but what i'm saying is like i think a lot of people like they really promote their bigness out of spite to like society and how society has put all these toxic images in our head of how we should look and these societal norms um and so a lot of people's like advocacy for their bigness comes from you know pride and the fact like oh i'm big fuck this fuck being skinny i'm just this is who i am love me or or hate me this is me and then they kind of just be fine with being big and then they never really have like a, a any effort or, or goal to be skinny and that's totally fine like i'm never going to tell somebody how they should live their life or what they should do but i do know that being bigger does bring on a lot of health risks it really does and like not to be that fucking person it's like oh yeah it's just not healthy okay yeah so why is it not healthy uh, it's not healthy to eat fast food regularly it's not healthy to eat 5,000 calories a day. It's not healthy to eat so much sugar, so much processed food. It's not good to drink soda all day, every day. Those are facts, okay? If you do those things, you are not healthy, okay? So that has nothing to do with the size you are because there's skinny people who do that shit too. But there's a lot of big people out there who they're like, oh, um, I've tried I've tried to lose weight, blah, 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 blah. I mean, did you really like I, I've I've watched people lie to themselves. I've lied to myself, but I've watched people tell themselves, oh, what what like they the, I've had so many conversations, especially back in the day when I had lost such a significant amount of weight. 
so many people would come and ask for tips and they they would tell me like, oh, I've tried everything, blah, blah, blah. And, and like I would hear them and, and I would and it was people I was very close with and I would watch them and like I would see how they would move and how they their their actual eating habits. And like, well, yes, they might not have went to McDonald's that week as often, but they still were loading their coffee up with 10 sugars. On top of the hazelnut sugary creamer they already put in their shit, they were still eating fucking like granola bars because it's healthy. It's got lots of um, fiber and it's strawberry. Yeah, strawberry puree with added fucking sugar. Okay, eat the foods that are on the outskirts of the grocery store the the produce the the meat the veg you know they eat the healthy stuff come on out of the raw stuff like stop eating all the processed boxed food like that's your problem it's it's not that you've tried everything because you really haven't if you if you eat 1500 calories a day not saying that everyone needs to do that or everyone should do that but it is healthy. Dietitians will tell you that. So don't come for me and say that's not sustainable. Maybe it's not sustainable long term. Like, oh, I'm going to eat 1500 calories every day for the rest of my life. But while you're on your weight loss journey to the point of you getting to a desired weight, eating 1500 calories a day of good, nutritious food, you will lose weight. It don't matter who you are. You will. Now, there are some instances of people who have like thyroid issues and, and certain conditions that do make it so much harder to lose weight. But even a lot of them have success stories because what did they do? They ate a lot less. Um, but even so, like the people with those health conditions that really make it difficult to lose weight or almost near impossible, that is such a small percentage of people. That does not really represent even a fraction of big people out there who have told themselves, I've tried it all, I've done it all it's just hard. It's just, I can't do it. You can do anything you want to do. You have to actually go out and do it. Okay. And people be like, oh, well, I have to eat fast food because I'm so busy. Bah, bah, beep, beep. Food is expensive. Yeah, it is. Inflation's a bitch, but Aldi's and Lidl exist. Okay. Like those things, like I begin hella produce, 30 bucks a week's worth of food. Maybe not my full weeks of food, but you know what I'm saying. Um, great deals, okay? Like it's really, it's really not that hard. Like it's, it, it really just comes to you. And like I'm tired of excuses. We all make excuses. I've made excuses. You've made excuses. And yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm over it. I'm over it for myself. And I really wish that other people would recognize that you can do more, you can do better and you are capable. Okay. So just try a little harder. Stop making excuses for yourself and go for gold. If that's your goal, do it. But I want to share my experience, the difference of experiences that I've had as being a big person and being a really small person. Um, everything is completely different. People take you, um, seriously when you're smaller versus when you're a bigger person. People did not take anything I did seriously. It didn't matter how many great qualities I had, how much talent I had, how many endeavors I was involved in. I could have it all and be it all. But because I was big, people didn't give a fuck. People genuinely didn't give a fuck. Um, really, even people that I had closest to me, like I could be talking and it just felt like nobody was listening. Um, 
Whereas when I got super skinny, it seemed like everybody listened to everything I fucking said. Like being bigger, like it was harder to ever get the floor to get people's attention. And when I had the floor was brief and somebody was talking over me. Like, you know, whereas when I'm skinny, everyone's just like, oh, wow, Camo, oh, you're so funny. You're so cute. You're so this. You don't get that when I didn't get that when I was bigger. Any of my other ex big friends, they have the same experience. It's like night and day. It like it really is like night and day. I mean, I was working with this A&R, quote unquote A&R. I'm pretty sure he was a fucking scam artist back in the day, but that was like 2013-ish. I was working with him. I was pumping music out left and right. I was writing and recording every day. That was my only responsibility back then. And this guy, he was listening to my stuff. He was eating it up. He would like be singing it. And he told me, regardless of his legitimacy, um, great style, great voice, great lyrics, great personality, great vibe. But people aren't going to take you seriously being an overweight pop star. Pop star is what he labeled me. That's not what I'm going for. But And before anyone like tries to jump down my throat, well, look at Adele. Look at this person, that person. Yes, it is possible to break the mold or, 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 you know, be successful and be big. That's not at all what I'm saying. So I'm not in, I don't want to give the energy that like, I'm trying to say everyone has to be skinny. Otherwise they're never going to be successful. Cause that's just not true. That's not true. It's so far from the truth. Anyone can be success, successful, but people like Adele, Lizzo and other big people. Well, now Adele's small, but, um, Big people, myself included, had to work 10 times fucking harder for a smidgen of respect. And sure, now there's people like Lizzo who now have an audience of a lot of big people who really rally for her. But like she's kind of ostracized in a sense. I hear people say things like, oh, I don't like Lizzo. And I'm like, why? Oh, because she shows her ass too much. Oh, it's always about her being big. Blah, 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 blah. (coughs) They don't take her seriously. Her music's phenomenal. Her message is phenomenal. She's very uplifting and empowering. She is vulnerable. She's funny. Like, she's got a, a lot of great qualities. But a lot of people don't take her seriously because of her size. And it sucks. It, it genuinely sucks. Sex sells, they say. And that's why a lot of these people on TikTok, they blow up doing the bare minimum because they are sexy or at least recognized from the majority of society as a sexy person and i be seeing it again and again these people who have all this notoriety being humongous artists their music sucks they sound like shit live but what they got an image they got an image they look put together they look quote-unquote good and skinny and that's ultimately their their image is what got them there um and so i feel like for me even with my content, like I watch other people even like straight up rip me off, take sayings, quotes, things from me, blow up on the internet. And I be saying, doing those things, sometimes crickets, you know? And so I feel like I've really had to work a lot harder than some of my peers who are not plus size because I because of my size i've really felt like that and also just my identity both of those things together um but anyways 
dating a lot of people have asked in the past like what was the difference of like dating as a plus size person and being a skinny person i like a lot of other big people have said in the past will say will still to this day say oh being big didn't hinder me and it's true it didn't even at my biggest i was not short of contenders people were lined up the motherfucking door all up in my motherfucking dms (coughs) but what did they want from me that's where it was different when i was skinny and conventionally attractive men wanted to take me out more people wanted to get to know me more they cared about what i had to say they wanted my attention more i kept their attention more whereas being bigger they just wanted to fuck you know so um there's that um and i feel like i don't know it it really was like night and day and now i'm like stuck in the middle again like so i'm like seeing people start to switch up the way they talk to me the way they act around me i'm starting to see people like really show their true colors again which i saw that same pattern back in the day i mean like i remember losing 120 pounds back in the day and suddenly people who even just used to dog me like oh you're shitty music blah 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 blah. they'd see me out in the grocery store so small and they would come up to me like wow you look so good wow you look like a different person oh my god we should link up sometimes do you ever hang out over so and so oh my god my homegirls are you still making music like wow you look so good in my inbox next week asking me how i did it all this shit now they want to give me attention they want to give me respect they want to listen to what i gotta fucking say they weren't listening to me back in the day they were talking shit they were hating they were looking at me sideways like, it really is so different. It's it's like night and day. Um, but I also just like really, since we're on the topic, like one thing that irritates the fuck out of me is people who have always been skinny trying to compare their skinny problems to big people problems. Those two are completely different. I can, it, I can agree. Everybody is valid in their body dysmorphia you know i was super skinny and i still felt like i was fat as fuck but deep down i knew i wasn't and every skinny person you they know deep down they are not they've never heard someone call them a fat ass even though they might think in their head they're a fat ass you're not hearing it you don't have to fucking uh, deal with people commenting on your way as much maybe someone's told you to eat a cheeseburger okay boom like that sounds like a dream come true to me someone telling me that and that sounds really toxic to say so just erase that out of your brain but like maybe you heard that but like you're not hearing somebody like call you a fat fuck and like you're not constantly thinking oh is this shirt going in my rolls right now is it flattering me is it you know hugging me the wrong way you don't have to think about those things and i know firsthand you don't because at my skinniest, even with my insecurities I had back then, I didn't have to think about those things. While sure, I still struggled to like myself every day, maybe, and I still didn't like love exactly every outfit I put on my body and everything didn't flatter me. Sure. When I did have on an outfit, I wasn't thinking to myself like, oh shit, I got to pull this shirt over here. Oh, I got to cover that up. You know, that's things big, big people think about, worry about, always thinking about, oh, I got to hold my head a certain way so my chin doesn't fucking protrude. Skinny people don't have to think about that. You don't have to go to Six Flags and get kicked off a fucking ride and get embarrassed in front of everybody because you were too big for the fucking thing to close. Big problems and skinny problems 
not the same. Okay. So don't ever compare your skinny problems to big people problems. Okay. Not to invalidate anyone who's skinny and feels like, oh, my life is shitty, but I'm just saying the experience is completely different. Okay. Um, I've heard some of them, like smallest people complain to me about their size. And then when I complain about mine, they try to belittle me. And I'm like, and this is not about Tasia because I know she's complaining about her size, so I don't want anyone to try to be like, oh, this is about Tasia. No, it ain't about Tasia. <laughs> but um, I have had other people, skinny people, be like, ah, oh, well, my life is just as hard being skinny, like, because I hate myself. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. Your life is worse. <laughs> but anyways, all that, life is different. When you're big and when you're skinny, point blank, period. Not telling anyone which side you need to be on. If you want to be big, that's fine. If you want to be skinny, that's fine. But I know deep down, no one has ever thought I want to be fat. I want to be big. It just happens. Traumas, situations, whatever the driving force was, um, nobody ever wanted to get there. Um, of course I want everyone to feel good, but like, let's all do better as, as a society. Why is America like the most obese country? Okay. And I'm just tired of the excuses. Okay, we can all do better. Everyone listening, we could do better. Okay, so now that I've shared so much about weight, I'm so sorry if I triggered anybody. I know I went in a lot of loops, a lot of circles. Um, I've probably missed a few points. I re-recorded a few things several times, so I don't even know what I said in this episode, what I didn't say. I'm just ready to, ready to go. Um, but yeah, I'm going to answer a few questions um, I have some screenshots of some questions that I had left over from a previous episode. I didn't ask you girls on Instagram today, my bad. So these are not fresh, fresh questions, but they are questions that I, um, have not answered. Um, so Hobart Glass Company asks, what is it like having strangers on the internet think they're your friend? Well, first of all, y'all are my friends. I love y'all. But I will say, I know, I know, I know what you're getting at. Um, I don't mind it because I put myself out there on the internet. So I, I mean, people are going to engage with me. Okay. So, but I will say there have been a lot of instances like, I, as an individual, I do personally make myself a little too available sometimes. And like, I have like replied to a lot of DMs and kind of like been a little cutesy pootsy with some of my girlies to the point where they're texting me regularly. Don't mind that at all. Love that. But then they get kind of like offended if I'm not messaging them back regularly. And I'm like, it is a little... Um, stressful sometimes because I want to like be cool with everybody. I, I want to like give everybody a good experience, but like I can't make myself, um, I can't spread myself that thin. So it's like a, a lot of it's like one sided. Like y'all know everything about me, but I don't really know everything about you girls. So it's like, it's cool. Like when people are like, oh, I love camel, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes it is, um, Interesting to navigate. I'll say that. But I love all my girlies nonetheless. Okay, so <clears throat> Che, C-H-A, or C-H-H-A-A-A-Y-Y, 
Can you explain your view on your body and mask slash femme gender orientation? So I view myself as a feminine being. I see everything as energy. I don't really look at myself as man or woman. I do feel non-binary. I do prefer feminine, female, or gender neutral pronouns, but I also don't really care. At the same time, duality, lots of duality in this episode. Love yourself big, love yourself thin, but, you know, love yourself man, love yourself woman, love yourself in between. Lots of duality here. Um, But... I do see myself as like womanly and like feminine, um, the way I present myself, the curves of my body, but I also don't mind having a, a dick, a sheenness, if you will. I, I love it. I actually don't think I would trade that if I was given the opportunity to choose um, what was in my pants. Um, but I, lo- I love it. I love being this like hybrid individual. And I love that like gender and sexuality is just, a spectrum like there's people follow or fall all over the, the, the spectrum in different places and different ranges and so it's really beautiful there's so many different people out there and that we're like really learning who the fuck we are and like expressing ourselves more and more but i don't really feel connected to gender as an individual i think labels are silly i just want to be myself whether that's masculine or feminine that day I do feel like I'm way more feminine leaning, but um, I think gender is cool expression, but like, I don't put emphasis on either or. Um, Taylor J9378, does Tasia being Christian bother you? Absolutely not. Tasia, here's the thing. A lot of people have asked me questions like that and they assume when somebody's Christian, that they're a bigot, that they have these ideas. That's not the case. There's a lot of wonderful Christians out there who get it. I will say the majority of Christians I've met, shitty people, shitty mentalities, shitty logics, shitty heart, dirty, nasty, negative people. Some of the most, in fact. Um, But that does not apply to everybody. There's a lot of Christians out there who embrace people like me, who rally and advocate for people like me. who still preach the word of God and advocate for people like me. Being Christian doesn't make you a bigot. There's a lot of bigots within the Christianity, but Tasia's not, she's not one of them. Um, So no, and I I would never let somebody's um, religious beliefs or spirituality or whatever um, cause me to look at them differently. I let people's, um, I, I let people's, actions and words tell me who they are okay so i'm not gonna just like oh i'm a christian oh they must hate me because i'm this crazy individual no tasia's very um supportive she's very accepting she's always been she's always been very vocal and and had a distaste for people who are bigots and people who have been ugly to me she's always spoken up for me so no it does not bother me she's never once tried to put push any view on me she does not feel like gays or lgbts go to the hell uh, go to the hell go to hell like that's not how she thinks that's not how she feels so it really doesn't make it difficult for us to be friends it doesn't bother me whatsoever um slumbersome asked biggest turnoff um honestly a lack of confidence and i'm not talking about like oh, you got to, like, know you're the shit, suave, and, like, but 
I've been involved with a lot of people who weren't sure of themselves and it really starts to weigh in the relationship. And that's another thing, like going back to the weight thing, like I don't think you have to be skinny to be confident. However, me personally, I felt my most confident when I was smaller. I want to be slim thick. What's what is fat to somebody might be skinny to one person. What is skinny to somebody might be fat to somebody. So the the word fat is very um it could mean anything to anybody really. Um I don't want to be like pencil thin again. I want to be slim thick but more slim leaning, but I want to have a little curve, little roll, little little juice if you will. Um but <clears throat> it does make relationships a hell of a lot easier and operate smoother when you have confidence. And when I've had confidence, I wasn't thinking, oh, does this person like me? Because I felt like, how could they not? You know, <clears throat> whereas as I got bigger, I, when I was involved with anybody, I was thinking, you know, like, oh, they're not really into me. It causes overthinking. And then that's just insecurity and insecurity is ugly. It's not cute. Like we all have insecurity. So I'm not saying like, oh, you're ugly because you're insecure. No. But what I'm saying is it's a definitely puts a damper in the way you um, interact with people, engage with people, um, and insecurities and, and do translate and they do show. And so that was another reason why, like, getting smaller for me as an individual is helping me because I'm like, okay, I'm starting to like myself more. I'm feeling more comfortable. I'm feeling more confident. So I can just be myself and whoever likes me is going to like me. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to sell myself. Whereas before I was like, let me prove to them. I got a great personality. I'm very loyal. I'm very this. I'm very that. You know, I was I was insecure. Um, so biggest turnoff to me is uncertainty, insecurity, um, because I just don't have room for anybody to be uncertain about me. I mean, I'm a fucking catch. I'm a prize. I have so many great qualities. I'm a very... I don't even, I don't even sell myself. What's understood doesn't have to be spoken. Okay. Um, but yeah, biggest turnoff is definitely a lack of confidence, especially when it comes to their sexuality. Biggest turnoff. Um, Kay Lee B asked, what was one of the hardest lessons you've recently had to learn? Love you. I love you too, girl. One of the hardest lessons I had to learn. I think I've mentioned this before recently is, Realizing that you're not going to find you and somebody else. Friend, partner, family. I have always like went above and beyond for people. Not because I expected them to go above and beyond, but I felt like, oh, this is just how everybody operates. Oh, the, you know, we're all kind of like reflective individuals. Like we, we give what we get. No, that's not the case. I am very much a mirror of other people. So when they start being shaded in me, I start being shaded in them. But I always felt like, oh, if I give them all my time and my loyalty and my attention and I do these grand gestures and I um, am there for them emotionally and I support them and I'm, you know, su supportive of their endeavors and I listen and I can, you know, converse, they'll like me or th they'll do the same for me. They'll want to be there in my time of need. Oh, if I get them, if I scratch your back here, I'm sure they'll remember that ge gesture and scratch mine later. No, 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 no. Friends, relationships, stop doing that shit. Stop thinking or expecting 
yourself out of other people. Stop thinking because you're great and you have all these great qualities and you've done this and went above and beyond that they are also going to because you will be disappointed. Absolutely. That was one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn recently. But anyways, this episode is all over the place. I love you girls. Leave a review and I'll see you next week with Tasha Pool. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.